They say no man is an island, but there are many men who are stony islands. Stony Island Audio. And now, it's time for the Dad Bod Rap Pop. With your hosts, Timon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walk into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say, Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad who chronicles the vanguard of hip hop at large. Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod rap pod. 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 Podcasting live from San Jose, California, it's the Dad Bod Rap Pod. I am one of your hosts today, Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim One, joined by my mans, Nate LeBlanc. What's good, Nate? Um, What's good? I'm in a good mood. Um, I noticed. I, I noticed. It's strange. I had fun doing the interview that we did. Um, I had a nice weekend. I had like a chill work from home day today. I ran some uh, errands on my lunch. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to freaking podcast, man. That that's uh that's the rallying cry of everyone 42 and over is uh <laughs> ran some ran some good errands. Yeah, ran some good errands. I'm ready to freaking podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm with you, man. I actually got um you know how you have those weird tasks that you have on a to do list, but like for months. So I realized this weekend that I'm a hoarder of like tasks. I'm like, what is this thing from four months ago that I still haven't done? Not crossed so, off the to-do list. Finally got crossed off. Uh, thanks to you, Nate. I had to mail out a couple pieces of the lackadaisical vinyl oh, wow. to some folks. And yeah, I'm like, people have been waiting for those for a while. I remember our uh, coffee meetup where I gave you the the boxes, the tape gun, the whole deal. Literally like three and a half months ago. And I did just <laughs> been sitting in the trunk and I, I kind of woke up on Saturday, like I'm, I'm doing this, I'm going to the post office, I'm making it happen. So I hit the post office with the vinyl, um, box it up, as you said, ask for media mail, as you said. So um, thank you for all your sage advice. Nice. And then I whip out the, the tape gun that you gave me. And all of a sudden, you know, the fucking line of the post office is mad long on a Saturday. Uh-huh. So I start, you know, I step to the side, like, you know, tape up the box. And all of a sudden now everybody's like, hey, can I use the tape gun? Oh, hey, can I use the tape you're gun? that guy now. Now I'm fucking tape gun guy. Oh. So the first dude is like African. I'm like, all right, it's, it's, it's hard for us in the world. Here's the tape. I'll give it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel you. Solidarity. But then after that, everybody else was like, hey, can I use that? I'm like. After the third person, I'm like, nah, man, you, you got to buy the $4.99. I know. Tape when you gun. don't have it, it is awful. You have to buy the yeah. thing, keep the little uh, UPC code in your front pocket, use the tape. Like, it, it's they make it a mess. They should yeah. have tape for us. I mean, we pay taxes. Yeah, um, you would think. 
it's fun that's funny uh i've had many post office misadventures over the years but i'm glad you crossed that off uh big question for you would you like to get my passport situation sorted out if you're on this errands roll yeah early 2024 i got you bro <laughs> like if we just if we calendar it now i it can happen I, I, this passport document thing has been sitting on a stack of 45s and zines for like no less than six months dude my i love wife... that it says can i use this form and like it's like, can I kick it? Nate's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, apparently, you just choose not to. Uh, my wife works in a library where they have a post, like a passport office. Like it's a oh, no little known okay. thing that some libraries do. And so she took Ooh. me as far as she could. But yeah. it's like, one cannot get someone else a passport. That would be yeah. like rampant with fraud. You have to do it yourself. So for the first time in my adult life, my post, my passport is lapsed and I'm just sitting here not fixing it. Like, I'm just killing myself. And we're, we're making plans for stuff we want to do now that the world is back open. And I'm like, I, I really need to get on this. But I have that mental block. It's, it's weird, well right? past procrastination. It, I'm just straight up not doing it. It, it. It's so weird. And then you do a task. You think about it for six months. And it takes you 27 minutes. Yep. And and I, it's, it's so weird to me. So every now and then I will get, like, really stubborn. Like, I'm going to do these things today. Um, but yeah, I was happy to, to get that task completed and feel like, um, I am somebody and, and shout out to the folks who were waiting for that vinyl for like, uh, four and a half months, but, uh, <laughs> you got your vinyl. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in an, in a decent mood myself. Um, I can't attribute that to anything specific because all the <laughs> shitty things are still shitty, but, uh, good to be here on the podcast. And we got an interesting guest on the other side of this segment friend of the program who's like just doing great things uh in the world and uh you know we'll, we'll get into that in just a bit but it got me thinking about games nate um you know growing up especially before the advent of the uh, nintendo entertainment system which came out when <laughs> i was 12 uh before that you you kind of had to entertain yourself and board games were like a, a thing not that they're not now like my kids still like board games but it got me to thinking about the board games that we played as kids and kind of what what was your go-to because right now you strike me from what i know about you as a monopoly dude <laughs> you seem you seem like you can lock in for monopoly for a good while like you know how to count the money like you be the banker sometimes that's funny you give me um... that energy I've played Monopoly. I certainly have. And we did when we were kids. Um, I think the most recent game of Monopoly we played, um, we, I, I don't remember why this was so funny, but like my really hippie-ish cousin ended up like taking all of our money. Like, of yeah, of just like, like got all the hotels on Park Place and bought right. Baltic and made it a monopoly and put the train stations and he just like killed us and we were that's like, how it oh, works dude it's pretty out of character for you and he's like yeah well it'll be five hundred dollars please exactly when you have it thanks Rick Rubin yeah um, it was yeah. really funny um, I've definitely played Monopoly before the the first thing that comes to mind it was like when I think of playing board games when I was a kid is my parents have this game that I've never seen anywhere else. It's not a well-known game. It is called Pigmania. Um, and like, instead of cops. dice, there are little plastic pigs. And the way the pigs fall either next to or on each other 
determines the movements and like okay. i remember one specifically like where like the you know the one pig is standing up and the other one's kind of like mounting the other one was called making bacon and i it's just it's it's one of those things where like if you told me about it i would think you were lying or it was made up for a game but it was in my house my entire wow. childhood i've never seen it anywhere else and it's just like a weird game that sometimes my family would play like you know but okay. like it's not like the first game out of the closet it's like oh like the power's out and we okay. need to like fill a whole thing yeah. where, like someone got like their tonsils out and we're trying to like play games to like keep their spirits up or something right we would occasionally play pig mania pig mania yeah it's a super wow. weird game not police related in any way but yeah just like a, a freaking weird kind of board game dice game uh huh. Huh. yeah uh, my sister and i would play the game of life okay uh, my sister had a game called Mall Talk. Are you familiar with this game? Mall mm -mm. like M-A-L-L? -L? Yeah, a mall-based okay. game where you like Ooh. go to the different shops, kind of. I don't oh really remember God. the rules. There was an electronic component where they would make like announcements over kind of like the mall PA <laughs> about closing time and stuff. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, and you know your normal Candyland shoots and ladders. Like I did, I did play a fair amount of, of board games, and I didn't think of it until you said it but kind of until i got my nintendo yeah nintendo really changed the game uh in terms of uh how you entertained yourself as a, as a young person yeah. um yeah no we just used to kill hours and hours with board games i am a person and this probably doesn't surprise you anything that takes too many steps of strategy i was like, just gonna say yeah. you strike me as a person who has no no time for this foolishness no, no. Monopoly used to always suck the life out of me. Um, I like a nice something wild like Sorry, where just Sorry's shits just a happening. Really fun game. Yeah, where shits just I happening. Play that now. <laughs> right, like you're going back ten spaces. I, yeah. I, you know, I used to fuck with that pretty tough. Uh, Connect Four, which I recently got. Um, I got a set of Connect Four, and then I realized that when you lose that Connect Four as an adult you feel like the stupidest person in the world. <laughs> like, I literally pulled it out once. My middle child, who was a genius, beat me like seven times in a row. And like, I was I'm like, good. Yeah, I'm like, okay. So we this won't be playing this is yours now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to go play your little friends. Yeah, you got damn math whizzes. Um, <laughs> if, if, if it was available, some Hungry Hungry Hippos was... Um, I've definitely played that. That's a fun one. That's a, uh, there's a chaos to that. Yeah, it's not Pigmania, but it's it's on <laughs> the spectrum. Are. Yeah. Um, so Do you yeah, play cards. Um, I, that didn't come until high school. Yeah. I think. Did um, you play thirteen? You grew up in San I did. Jose. I did. I had a thirteen phase. I don't quite remember it how to play, but I if, did have a thirteen phase. If, there, if we're ever in a place where there's four people, I'll play with you. I'll teach you again. Okay. And you have to. It, thirteen cannot be explained, and it also goes by tons of different names. Uh, yeah. 13 is the Vietnamese American name for it. There are many okay. different names for this thing, but basically you deal out the deck. You, you have to play with four people. It's You can play with less people. It's really hard, though. It works perfectly for four people, two couples usually when we right. play. Um, and it just depends on where you went to high school, what the rules are, where like you the house rules bombs, are. Yeah. Like what kind of things are, you know, suits and different things of strategy. And uh, I've, I've, wild away many a summer playing 13 i still think that's a really fun card game and it's not one of the classic ones of like rummy or pinochle yeah. or something yeah, it's like kind of new fish. school um and it, it's like 
it's oral tradition. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, there was a, a, a steady contingent of Vietnamese, Vietnamese American cats in a squat um, in our quad that would play that shit every totally. day. Um, yeah, a, a little bit of the card games, but again, once you get too far down the strategy pipeline, I'm an instinctive player. I right. need things that just yeah <laughs> that just kind of happens. Were you were you ever a checkers person? Yeah, my sister and I would play checkers, and I actually okay. do know how the pieces move in chess. But I had a similar experience to you. Um, one of the girls I was, or you know, not like like there were a ton of them. A girl I dated in college, I right. taught her how to play, and then yep. in the next game she beat me. And then that was and it. I'm like, grand opening, and, grand closing. Yeah, and I'm done with chess for life. Um, yeah. Did you try so, to do like the creepy reach over? Like this is how the knight <laughs> moves. You're like over what her you shoulder. Do is, uh, <laughs> stop playing so well. You're hurting my feelings. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you, what about Uno? Uh, played a fair deal of Uno. Um, sometimes a little too chaotic. I think as time went on, I think they invented like newer cards and, and the newer versions of Uno to me are just, it's insane. I'm like, why do I have 72 cards in my hand right now? It doesn't. Because <laughs> you're not like, playing well. It's like reverse, pick up everyone's cards in your zip code. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right, get out of here. That can be a lot of fun. It's it funny, can. dude. Like, um, people used to want to play games when we were like drunken reprobates. And I was always like, yeah. we don't need to play games. Let's talk. Let's just was talk. Like, I was like, Mr. A, a good conversation is more enriching than a game. And now that I don't drink anymore and I don't even really hang out with people that much anymore, like a game is a perfectly fine way to like center the hang and well, give some, some structure to it. And then like in between games, you get up, you go outside, you smoke, right, you like, you like, right. you know what I'm saying? I used to think games no, were totally. like filler. And now I'm like, no, it's good to have a little structure to the hang. Well, the, like everything in our childhood, um, it's just kind of been extended out and like for some folks this is what i learned hanging out with the 30s and 20 year olds like it's part of nightlife to yeah. go to a place and like play board games and i yeah. remember i remember originally thinking like this seems like the dorkiest shit of all time but then i'm like i used to sit around and just watch bad rappers <laughs> you know what i mean on a wednesday night like actually yeah. settlers of Catan can't be that bad totally um, so it's kind of like board games have had a resurgence amongst, um, you know, the grown-up kids of today uh, as a as kind of an adult hang thing. You're right, and and it gives you, um, especially for introverts, it gives you kind of something to do uh, while you're in the party setting. So I, I understood, I understand the appeal. Um, I think the the game for me that really kind of encapsulated strategy and fucking guile that I loved, and also it's kind of ridiculous when you play with the right people, is dominoes. If if you can really get with the right set of people, it is yeah. so histrionic. It is so over the top. Uh, the slamming of the dominoes on tables and shit totally. and shit talking. Uh, Saying the MRF word. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, uh, Boogie and Is of the Derelicts were notoriously bombastic fucking dominoes players. So there's a lot of there was a lot of uh, shit talking games yeah. there. I I play, I grew up playing dominoes. My dad had this really cool set. It like is in a wooden box and it slides yeah, out. Yeah, with the, like, the little yeah, picks. They're like really nice dominoes and so I knew how to play and I got the multiples of 5 and so I got in a little social scene in my 7th grade uh social studies class actually with a friend of the program dj cutso and this woman named violet she was a girl then um who is now a professional salsa dancer and oh. this cat whose name i cannot remember and we would play dominoes after we finish our reading or whatever in class right right because it's and math so, 
Yeah, and it was like yeah. it was social studies, but we were we were studying each other's social skills. Um, and so it was. I was like, this is like really fun, but like it was pretty serious. Yeah, no, it gets. It intense. wasn't the slamming and stuff because, right. like, you know, I mean, we were all watching you know videos and stuff and trying to seem like we were cool like that, but it was like it was more like no i i fucking beat you dude and like people get a weird thing with games like you they get cutthroat kind of absolutely um and right now for me uh there is a game that is kind of central to my existence when i do have that snatches of downtime and that is scrabble i have i have went deep in the in the scrabble uh wormhole playing it on the phone i've got the game um me and my girlfriend do it and it's it's it, yeah, it gets pretty damn cutthroat really quick. Yeah, which um, is always great with your loved one, right? You absolutely. Want to instantly set yourself at odds with this person you're supposed to be enjoying time with. My my thing with Scrabble, and like my wife had to diagnose this in me. Like we've played a fair amount as well. We have a travel version, we have a home version, we have the kind that spins around. Like Ooh. we have a couple different levels of Scrabble, and um, I do enjoy playing it. I love words. I love spelling. I'm a good speller. Like I know a couple of the little QI words, little cheat yeah, words, cheat. stuff like that. Um, but she. I was like, why do you keep beating me after a while when we were like dating? And she was like, <laughs> you keep trying to make the most interesting word. You're not playing the game <laughs> properly. It's like I'm trying to spell like quintessential with my fucking yes. tiles and she's spelling like X O V, which is somehow a word magically, which yeah. is and like beating me because that's like a triple word score and it doesn't even yep. matter that it's not a word people would use in parlance. It's nope. like that's how you play the game. And so I've tried to not do that, but I'm like just hoarding all my vowels to spell out like uh, bureaucratic or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like I want to make a cool word. Authenticity. Uh, yeah. No, no. Uh, it's about studying the two letter and three letter words because totally. that, Which that, that to me is not, you... it's not that fun. It's just like it, it does feel a little like cheating. I understand that it's not technically cheating. I love, just, yeah, I love that when you drop it on folks and then they're like, what word is that? And it's like the word that's getting me 45 points. Thank totally. You. Yeah, I, I have yeah. I have a beef with this, which I don't I'm sure you're familiar with the term uh, quid pro quo. Okay. Okay, so yeah. I think quo is a word. But it's not it's not a scrabble it's, word. It's not. It's not yeah. a scrabble word. And I'm like, then that fucking thing has Wh no meaning. Well quid, quid is a word in British. Quid yeah, no quid. Quo so is obviously a word. That's what we are at podcasting. Hey, uh, and uh, quo is not a word. <laughs> uh it's so weird because like C S I, like in Spanish, is a word. Ja of like German saying yes, J A oh, is a word. Oh, not of uh, Rastafari, the Rastafari fame. Ooh, maybe, and that would be a nice one, J N H. Um, but <laughs> but, and we know that you come here for Scrabble uh, strategies. There's actually two songs that have come out recently referencing Scrabble. I think Goldie James has a song called uh, I think it's just called Scrabble. It's off the Nic Nicholas Craven yeah uh, uh record he did, and then Fatboy Sharif and Elucid um have a new song referencing scrabble so it's in the ether open mike eagle shirt has scrabble on it i would like to challenge him in this game at some point <laughs> but i'm just no, trying to I, get my way from up. what i understand do not fuck with him in connect four especially given the story you just told me he's like internationally known as a connect four killer and you cannot beat a literal child so 
Don't step yeah, down. No, down. no, no. I'm I'm not trying to. He has a line on on the new record where he's like, "You got a 4D chessboard, but lose at Connect Four. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> God damn it! Uh, shout out to Open Mike Eagle, the the Stony Island uh, patron. Um, yeah, and this is kind of a Stony Island episode. We've got a guest. It's not all just fun and games, is it? Uh, it's fun games and penguins, apparently. <laughs> uh, our next guest, Sean Kantrowitz. Uh, you might know him from the Questions uh, Hip Hop Trivia Game, which was in person, online, and now has morphed into an actual board game, something that uh, he's been working on for quite a while. And it's finally here. Uh, Penguin Random House is putting it out. It's It's real official. Nate, you have the game. Uh, because Nate is very stealthy in that all the promos somehow go to his house. Uh, I was talking so. to Sean about that when uh, you were when you went to go get water or whatever after he signed on. He's like, oh, I probably should have sent you guys three things. And I'm like, it's always cool when people do. And when they do, I'll run them over to, you know, I drop yeah. on your porch or have me right. up for coffee and give you your thing. But like, I talk to everyone. So everyone <laughs> sends me stuff. It's not like it's for free. It's like this is a lot of DMs and emails lead to these uh, transactions. Yeah, our dad bought a mailing address is Nate's. But um, yeah, you, you were able to get an advanced copy of the game. Does it says does it say like for promotional use only on the top? Like, no, it's it's a legit <laughs> it's a legit um, one. And yeah, and it came with a little sheet um that you know asks like as a recipient of the promo would you please help to promote it which we still okay. do and it's funny because uh my wife who works in the library is an advanced reader she's on several mm. different advanced reader lists so she got really confused when she saw the letter that comes with it <laughs> and she was kind of like you know she knows i barely read she's like how did you get one of these basically <laughs> you know, like, it's for that game you know how oh, i'm like a real man. big hip-hop nerd it's like she rolls her eyes. for that. Yeah. Not a book. So <laughs> funny. She's like, I thought I like one of these fell out of one of my copies. I'm like, no, that's mine. Um, so it was pretty funny. funny. No, I I'm I am super stoked about this. It was great to receive it as mail. It's the something I've been talking about with Sean for a long time. It's very inspiring. The tale that you're about to hear about how he came up with it and pitched it and what the initial idea was and how, what it ended up being. And yeah, uh, it's, it's just so cool. Sean is so talented at so many different things as well as just a really awesome dude. So you just, it's just someone we're really rooting for and um, someone we're aligned with on many different levels. And uh, I'm just a big fan of what he does um, in the podcasting sphere musically um, and the trivia stuff, which is funny because like we don't do, a lot of trivia based content like we're we're like the nuanced conversation pod right because like, we, we suck don't... at trivia let's just <laughs> let's just be real like sean has a real talent for the the breaking apart of the granular pieces of, of hip-hop yes. and turning them into entertaining questions exactly and if anybody saw our thing when we were on the questions uh on the instagram live uh that is not our forte we look like uh football players trying to play basketball like just, it was it was it's not a great look yes i'm still mad about it <laughs> yeah you can tell um but let's get into it this is our interview with sean cantrowitz dead by that podcast. It's the questions, yeah. It's the questions, 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 it's the questions,
What is the MC if the ball ain't got no back? What is paper to a nigga if the nigga don't stack? Why do these girls look so good in the summer? If you got tad app, tad app, tad, but you laid it with your owner. Cause you answered the phone, peace, do that mean that you not a freak? Cause you recognize me, e -e -e -e. yo, I got to speak. Why you got to act like a nigga all the time? It's a nigga, yo, complexion, is it all in your mind? Dad Bod Rap Pod. Every week we talk to people who are moving and shaping hip hop culture. This week is no different. We have a guest who is a musician, music producer, has worked with Dr. Dre, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, MERS, Demi Lovato, and Kelly Clarkston. Uh, I have my questions for that later. Um, and also is a writer and the creator of a new hip hop trivia game. Welcome to the podcast, the man with more game than Parker Brothers, Sean Kantrowitz. What's going on, man? Bear, 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 bear. Can you play like <laughs> a, a music cue by the game, maybe? Or, or one of the many? How we do? Yeah, how we do. Well, well, that, that will do. That, that will do quite nicely. Yes, thank you. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I didn't even mention your your podcast exploits. Um, Talk about haven't... the chef, dude. When's the chef coming back? This is a Stony <laughs> Island audio crossover episode. Let's let's not bury the lead here. We're we're fully. It's a family reunion. This is that, that's right. That's right. We've uh we we've been on your podcast. You you've been on our podcast before, but now you return triumphantly um, as a creator of the a new game. Tell the folks about what's about to hit the streets tomorrow. Well, uh, it. Uh, this I think this is airing later in the week, so it's going to be out by the time anybody hears this. But uh, the questions hip hop trivia card game, it is a 300 uh, card game uh, based on the live show turned live streaming show turned podcast, many iterations, breakfast cereal coming in 2024. <laughs> but right now it is a it is a legit card game uh, published by the good folks at Clarkson Potter, which is a subsidiary of Random House, Penguin Random House. So yeah, it's, 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 it's the biggest move thus far. Rolling with the Penguin. Uh, and I know we got a we got an advance uh, copy and Nate will be making me look foolish with those questions in just a little bit. But where did this idea come from? From taking, you're a musician, you've, you've been in the, in the music and uh, TV industry for a while. What what made you turn this like game show direction? Like when did that start? Yeah, so I, I feel like maybe we may have spoken about this when Steve Wonder and I uh, were on the show, we'll say maybe a hundred episodes ago, probably <laughs> less than that, probably somewhere 50, 60, I don't know. Check, check your feeds, folks listening at home. But uh, moving to Los Angeles as I did about nine years ago and sort of becoming familiar with the scene out here and finding my footing um, after transplanting from the East Coast, coming from Florida, I connected with uh, Steve Wonder, uh, who was and is an incredible DJ, um, LA native and staple. And I also learned before meeting him that uh, he is a cousin of mine, that uh, we, we really didn't know each other. Um, and I was looking to, you know, connect with, with anybody, but 
let alone discovering I had a family member, I was like, oh, we should really do this. So, you know, our friendship uh, sort of blossomed there and we both discovered that we are, you know, hip hop heads and we are very much, you know, he's a little bit older than me, but have a certain aesthetic and a certain sort of taste towards music and just sort of came up with the idea once at his place uh it might have even been him quite honestly who was just like hey you know it'd be cool if we did like a hip-hop trivia show and then we sort of started building on it more well how how could we do it in a way that differentiates itself from what people imagine when they go to a trivia night yeah it's cool you know getting the little number two pencil and the piece of paper and if it's a topic that you like it's great i think they sometimes can drift a little towards cheesy a little towards not particularly remarkable. So we really sought to create an event that would really speak to hip hop heads, incorporated a lot of media like the DJ and visuals and things like that. And also a hip hop event that didn't start at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, which is another priority as we all get a little bit older. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned it at the top, but you guys kind of took it online after a series of successful um live in person events which are legendary and that is when we first connected with you i think in the ig live days um and we famously did not do well on the quiz uh but damon and i were talking again our favorite topic of uh how we know we feel like we know a lot about hip-hop until someone starts asking us direct questions about it and our blind spots are revealed um but can you talk a little bit about how and where, like when you kind of were like, okay, the questions is this series, we have momentum, it's the pandemic. How did you start developing it as its current iteration? Sure. So we totally had our hand forced by the pandemic, as everybody sort of did. We were continuing to grow it as a live event. We were starting to, you know, as the primary writer, and, and the host of the thing, I definitely had my eyes on developing it perhaps for the screen, doing something for television. We had a very brief run on uh, Be Real TV with uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill. Um, and we were looking to start to do more events out and about in the world. And we had our first out of California event booked in Brooklyn, March 20th of 2020. Um, obviously we know that things took a turn. And so we very quickly pivoted to doing an IG live show and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to us. We reached way more people, everybody was stuck inside. So it was super easy to get folks to be on the show. And, you know, we, we we're now at, you know, the, the week that this is publishing, I just published the 140th episode of the show. Wow. So I think things have been moving. Um, but yeah, in terms of developing it into this, I got to give another shout out to uh, a former guest of your show and a former guest of my show, uh, Kathy Yandley, who um, is super dope. She's the homie. She was actually one of the first, last people that I saw before the pandemic as well. Even crazier, I'm going to get a little name droppy here. I went to her <laughs> birthday dinner, which was at it was at a grow house slash like cannabis themed restaurant neither her or i smoked so it was also weird <laughs> that we were there i was sitting at the table for quite a while meeting a bunch of people i didn't know anybody there but kathy and i realized later when i got home that night that a woman that i had been talking to for 
probably a solid 10 minutes at the night as we were shifting around was none other than the late great gangsta boo she was at oh, the event wow. and for whatever reason like she just she didn't she she didn't have that energy and she was maybe like her appearance was a little bit different so it just didn't register and i'm maybe not like I know Gangsta Boo's voice when I hear a rap, but like it just didn't read to me when I saw her. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, long story short, Kathy uh, is the homie, and I had approached her about another idea that I wanted to do, and I, you know, sort of was like, "Hey, how do I turn this idea into a book?" It was the Can't Knock the Shuffle podcast. Yeah. I was saying, "Hey, I I really am interested in self publishing and making a book. How would you advise I do that?" And she sort of entertained my idea and said okay well first of all here's the information but a why do you want to self-publish and b can't knock the shuffle is cool but you have this whole property that you've built with the questions why not turn that into a book yeah and i said okay I, I suppose you're you raised some good points so she sort of helped connect me and, and helped me figure out how to make like a pitch and uh and obviously it went from being a book into a game makes more sense i don't know I clearly needed some guidance early on because I was like, this game should be a book. No, this game should be a game, Sean. So, here we are. They get paid the big bucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a pretty crazy story. There are aspects of that I had not heard before. Um, and if anyone wants to invite us to any grow house dinners, uh, that would also be welcome. Uh, Bay please. Area, please. We can't make the six hour drive back. Uh, after uh, for the right amount of weed we will though. so please hit the uh, DMs. and r.i.p gangsta boo that was a crazy yeah, uh, turn that tale took um so you know how long did it take you to do this like did you use questions you already had did you have to come up with every single new one did you challenge yourself to do a couple a day like how does it work how do you strap yourself to a desk and come out with a game at the end sure so you know in the process of doing all these live events and then upping the ante to doing all of these live stream events, sitting on a pretty healthy uh, collection. The Google Doc is is quite brolic, to be honest. <laughs> but love it, love it. it was important to me that this be a game that wasn't just recycled because, you know, there there, there is an, a dedicated audience of the questions and people who have mm -hmm. watched and listened and come to events. But I would hate to put out a product that sort of took that for granted and didn't provide them with something new so while there are some things that uh have existed in some shape or form and obviously if it was at like a live event if you came to like an event in highland park it's sort of ethereal like i i, I don't suspect that anybody remembers these as well as i do so there is some spillover but i definitely wanted there to be new content so i spent about a year and a half i would say uh really working on this and that includes writing the questions overseeing the packaging and sort of conceptualizing mm -hmm. the way that it looks and you know the folks at uh at penguin random house have been great my my editor uh portia she has been amazing to work with i never had any pushback on on what needed to be in there what what didn't need to be i i certainly wanted it to be something that catered to a wider audience than the most you know okay sport clinging raucousy 
basically people like me and you guys yeah, attack me right now uh, <laughs> but but that was always a theme even when we did the live events back in the day like we knew who was coming and we would have events that played to them but then we would throw amigos question in just yeah. to be like hey hip-hop is a really broad spectrum and all of this counts and we're not here to tell anybody like this is important or this is not important so the game really reflects that um philosophy that we've always carried with the questions that that's awesome i i think hip-hop is maybe unique in the sense that a lot of people feel like they're experts or historians to quote lebron james um and so i feel like a, a trivia game kind of invites this like oh i i kill at that and i thought i would when i went on your show until the questions started coming out um who was the, who in your doing the live events or or the streaming show? Who was the person that like really actually dominates? Like who's who are a couple people whose actually hip hop knowledge um, is is up to par with your trivia game? So in doing the event before the pandemic, the live events, we did have we were surprised to see some people show up, and we weren't surprised once they were there to see how well they did. And Mad Skills is a guy who just showed up. I, I think he saw us on some local LA calendar and rolled up. And it was surreal to be doing these games. And Mad Skills is in the final round and going wow. toe to toe with, you know, we'll say quote unquote civilians and, right. and really holding his own. And then um, at the end, he did a wrap up about it. He was like, <laughs> and then I yes. picked D and it was not for me. It, no, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible how he encapsulated the entire two hour experience into a three minute song. Um, no, so that was great. Another friend in Stony Island compadre, open Mike Eagle started showing. Yeah, up. I could and see I, that. I, he knows something like, oh, or two about hip hop. He knows something or two. And again, it would be like sort of fun and, and surreal that we were having these final rounds and it would like on a lineup looking at like the finalists was like, uh, okay, like, you know, graphic designer, DJ, uh, bartender, uh, indie rap critical darling, and, and you know, like podcaster, open mic eagle, and then, you know, like some girl who's just like killing it tonight on a Tuesday night, so. Yeah, that's funny. The, when, with the second I got the package, I wanted to play someone in the game and i'm like who am i gonna play exactly you know what i mean it's like i need i need to like my my most committed hip-hop heads in a room together to play with with people who have like spent a lot of time studying you know what i mean like playing a normal person would be no fun i'd have to be you right i have to like be <laughs> just reading the questions and being like given little hints kind of because like, yeah just playing with a normal person but i think you did a good job i haven't read through every card yet i'm gonna memorize them all so i will literally be unbeatable <laughs> exactly. my goals for this year um but you did a good job spreading things out and what i wanted to kind of say something to your point about migos earlier that makes the game super easy for, or that question super easy for a group of people. And then like super hard for people like Demona and myself, right? Yep. It's yep. like, I, I just pulled out a random card. It has to do with Black Alicious. I saw a card earlier that has AC alone, something about the book of human language. Like that, those would be deep pulls for normal people or people who did not shop in the hip hop section of a independent record store in the early 2000s, right? right. But um, there's, it truly does seem like there's something for everyone. And I just wanted, um, to give you a little space to talk about the packaging and the whole journey that that went on. You mentioned it earlier, but like, how did you decide who to work with? And like, before you answer, I want to say like, it's so easy for like 
especially a big company like that to kind of like put the graffiti font and like <laughs> kind of make it like we can all picture like the guys with the big shoes and like some like trophy hip-hop stuff that might even sell better but would not be truly reflective of the culture from your aesthetic point of view so like can you talk to us about how you went about that I have a pretty shit aesthetic point of view, to be honest. If you've ever seen me dress or if you've seen the places that where I've lived, where I'm able to, you know, curate that experience, not so skilled at that. I'm a musician, I am a writer, and I fail at most other things in life. So, but I did know what I didn't want. And I do remember early conversations once we had submitted, you know, the actual writing copy and the content of the game. I do remember explicitly saying no graffiti font. I, I, hey. I it, to to your point, I, 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 there is that thin line where you want it to speak to the sensibility, but there's so many tropes. I, I you know, I don't need a guy doing a backspin on on the on the logo or, or anything like that. Um, so they asked if there was anybody that I had in mind, and they presented uh, some people that they had had in mind, and there was one name that was on both of our lists. And that was Frank William Miller Jr., who, um, for those who don't know, is a really, really dope designer, but also a dope me like Frank should have had a podcast, but he's too he's too mad to do a podcast. He's too much of a of a of a of a, of a hater to do a podcast. But you know, this Frank, is a if guy you're listening doing the podcast can calm you down. Happy to have a DM conversation about it. We're happy to tell you about all of the benefits to podcasting, Frank. But no, Frank, I mean, used to run the blog Rappers I Know. Um, he is, uh, he's done multiple album covers. He did like the Foreign Exchange's first album cover. He has done um, the designs for uh, some of Questlove's past few drum kits uh, that he plays on The Tonight Show. He was involved in some of the branding for the Summer of Soul movie as well, like some of the theatrical posters. So I knew he would get it and I knew he'd be easy to work with. And because he and I both sort of come from the ant farm that is okay player we, we've been talking to each other on the internet for for many years i knew that there was a shorthand that he would get and he knocked it out of the park with the design and there you know i also want to shout out the other designers who did some of the um category cards uh there's two fly um edgar garcia jamar cave and then Frank also did two of those. And it, it was really fun just getting their submissions and figuring out how to make this all work. And and in a weird way, you know, the guy who, I, I'm not just telling you that I have a shit aesthetic. Like I was being very forthright with everybody about this, but ultimately having to make the decision. So I, maybe, maybe I grew a little bit. Maybe I'll start dressing better in 2023. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. We 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 shall see. Um, well, you know the the people with the dopest aesthetics oftentimes don't adorn themselves, right? Like the top designers don't wear their shit, right? They just come <laughs> out looking like kind of. Um, so for this game, I'm curious: were there any like red flag guys? Were there guys that like you know? Um, I don't want to question about this person in the game. Was there any of that from your side or from the penguin? Um, from the Penguin, the infamous <laughs> Batman villain. <laughs> um, well, I'll say that it was interesting to be, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but uh, Kanye West has been having a pretty uh, remarkable last year, I would say. You don't say. say. Yeah. <laughs> 
Not a bit, folks. That was that was a legit <laughs> synchronized dad bod moment. Um, it was it was interesting, and uh, but you know you know there there wasn't anything that I didn't want to touch. And the publisher, the only thing that I remember, uh, the Penguin, as as we will now refer to them collectively, <laughs> and my editor at the Penguin, because I don't want to think I don't want her to think I'm calling her Penguin. Um, <laughs> is uh, you know she had said, oh, you know, like. I think he's going by yay now like how okay. do we feel about like okay. maybe we shouldn't call him kanye west and in a moment of of you know just editorial uh power i said you know what i think we should call him kanye west it's it's not a, it's not a diss or a slight to him i don't feel like it's quite a, a yasim bay most deaf situation where that sort of has been accepted as his nomenclature oh interesting yeah so, so what, I, did, what did you do with puppy Puffy, did he, did he it, love? I, I man, I, I'm trying to remember. I think it. Well, I can just tell you for shorthand. I call him by whatever he is based on the era that I'm referring to. Okay, and uh, I kind of think that ties okay. into what you were saying about Kanye West, which is like I'm not doing any yay questions. I'm not doing <laughs> Marilyn Manson at the Atlanta Hawks Stadium. We could talk about yeah. Kanye West of call out dropout uh, fame, right? Okay. Well, I actually do have a question specifically about the Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Are um, you really? I really do, but it, but it's hilarious. not it's not quite about that, but um, but it, it does tie in there. So you also yeah. have one about Puff Daddy's various monikers that I pulled earlier when I was looking at stuff. It's like I think it's a uh, you you write it so it's like which one is not one of the yes. Things. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I, yes. I meant to ask you about that earlier, so I, I'm so glad I brought that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nate, you're killing it right now. <laughs> no, thanks, man. Um, do you do like do you? They're multiple choice questions. So do you do one where it's like you think people will think it's A because it's related in some way, but it's actually C? Like, do you try to do you, do you do gamesmanship in the writing of the game? I guess is kind of a stupid way to ask it. But do you get what I'm saying? Totally. Yes, I do sometimes do that. I sometimes will throw in things for the opposite effect where it's so obviously not that, but it's funny. You know, right, so okay. I'll, I'll give right. a, a, an obvious dud answer. I sometimes in writing these questions, I've done, you know, ones that play more into alliteration. So you're looking at like four choices and they're all kind of similar and also kind of funny when you're looking at four things that right. sound a little similar. Right. Um, yeah. And I feel like in the wrong answers is where you're getting in a lot of your hip hop nerd, like deep cut references. Like it's probably not oh, going to be crucial conflict, but that's on there to like scratch an itch for you, for us, for the community, right? It's like now they're in the game. Yeah, and and certainly in trying to assemble all of this and then like revising the lists, I would go through with a fine tooth comb and make sure that I have. I did a breakdown of of how many questions are about this artist how many you know oh, there's obviously okay. more there's more jay-z questions than jay live questions but i wanted to make sure Fair. that they were there and then and then in going through you know the wrong answer choices i wanted to make sure that there was some diversity there and i wasn't just leaning on my crutch where like if i just was listening to de la soul last week i don't have 30 questions where one of the potential answers is de la soul so right. yeah there's... i, I mean i I'm, wow. I'm curious about that as well would you be like I need some native tongues questions. I'm going to go listen to the jungle brothers for two hours and think of things that come up during the songs and stuff. Is that part of the writing process? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's, it's, it's listening, it's reading. It's sometimes just going on, you know, 
genius or wikipedia and just sort of like seeing what can jog the memory a lot of the books that i've you know that i read that are that are hip-hop related i'll sort of go through and usually i'll remember to do this when i'm like three quarters of the way done with the book but then i'm like oh you should have gone through and like had a little memo in your phone so i'll go back and kind of mad at myself like oh why am i doing this again yeah exactly uh, and not because it was so nice that i had to read it twice um <laughs> No, but uh, it's it, it's uh, there. There's a lot of different ways. It's it's sort of this weird skill that I've developed over the years, where I'm like I've I've oddly become very good at writing trivia questions. I did not foresee this happening. Like this yeah. is not. You are very good at writing tri trivia questions. These are a lot of fun. Um, we cannot encourage people to click that order button enough. It is inexpensive. It is relatively petite. It will look good on your shelf. It's fun to play. Um, you know, this is not an ad. We are not being paid. We are just friends, and we think this is a really great product. And um, Sean, you uh, you have outdone yourself, my friend. This is such a cool thing. I'm so happy yeah. for you. I'm so proud Pop, of you. Sir. I've been hearing about this for so long, and now it is on my desk in my uh, little record room podcast studio. And I'm I just like I'm just so happy for you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. A lot, you know, happening this year for Hip Hop 50. We're going to be doing yeah. more live events. Uh, I'll, I'll announce this now. But I think like by the time this airs, we'll, we'll be on there. But in L.A., we're doing a Jay Dilla event at Delicious uh, Pizza and Vinyl uh, oh, wow. in February, as well as doing Dre Day L.A., um, which is their you know annual Dr. Dre celebration. We'll be doing a Dilla uh, themed game and a Dr. Dre themed game oh, at opposite ones, just to fuck people. No, just kidding. It'll be <laughs> respectively those. But, and yeah, and <laughs> no, um, that would be funny. That would be funny. Yes. And uh, yeah, uh, honestly, just looking to, uh, I'm, I'm sort of solidifying some plans to take this thing on the road and hit some markets where it makes sense. So, you know, coming soon to a venue near you, maybe. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Awesome, man. This is so yeah. cool. Uh, always great to, to catch up with you, Sean. Best of luck in all your future endeavors. And don't forget about us when you reach the top of the uh, the rap game board game. Hey. Rap game, board game, crack game. Same let, thing. Me, let me just put that to rest. They say no man is an island, but there are many men who are Stony Islands. And we are on the same Stony Island together. So I just, you know, I, I, I'd be remiss to not say that I love your guys' show. I religiously listen to the show every week. I have chosen Nate to be like my my human like dumping ground for comments. So like I'll be listening to the episode and texting Nate like in response to something that he said a week ago. And I'll be like, oh, no, no, no. so like yes. I'm just, I'm, we I'm had a funny here. one a couple of weeks ago where you're like oh I, you're like i wasn't answering right or you were like that's not what i'm talking about and you're like oh you probably recorded this a couple of weeks ago and i was like would it surprise you that it was yesterday and i also can't remember <laughs> what was said on my own podcast or even a thing i said a lot of times so yeah um no it's just like it's cool to have like uh you know people who are also working in the content minds and who care about this in the same way that we do and it's just like We've done a couple things where we made the show physical, but nothing on this level. And so it's just really, really cool to see, man. Appreciate it. Stony right. Island is the squidod. <laughs> the bars. Thanks, man. Have a good one.
All right, that was our conversation with the broski, Sean Kantrowitz. I'm just so glad he mentioned being on the show 100 or so episodes ago, uh, which I think was right. And I was so like paralyzed by trying to pronounce his name. <laughs> I, I, over, over the course of getting to know him and meeting him a couple of times, like I, I, you got I it locked say, now. Yeah, I can say Kentrowitz uh, now. He also mentioned the name of one of your name nemeses. Hey, but he didn't say it right. So, <laughs> so it's not just me. He said he said Kathy Anandoli, and I was like, mm, that's not right. I got lit up for that one. Yandoli. Uh, Yandoli. Uh, shout out to Kathy, who was um, man, she was mentioned in something that was a big deal. And I like jumped up and told my girlfriend that she was on our podcast. I think there was something about women writers uh, was on TV and they're like, Kathy Andoli. I was like, mm, she's yeah. been on our podcast. She is like the coolest person I could possibly imagine. She had just at the, at how she finds the time to do all of the cool yeah. things she's doing is totally mystifying to me. She's a great teacher. She's a great writer. She's got multiple hip hop books under her belt. She's like approaches the culture from such a, reverential and cool angle she's got absolutely gangsta boo at her birthday party she doesn't even smoke weed she's at the weed shop she's just yeah. all over the place and and really helping it was interesting to hear sean talk about how she helped him shape this idea for the for the game yeah super dope um and i had heard a version of that story before but um super dope to kind of get it out into podcast world and like you know it is a very corny phrase, but I think the older I get, the more it is a real thing people need to do is like follow your dreams, dude. It's and and like, reach and reach out. You know, it, it's yeah. cool to be like people who are doing things that you want to do. Um, reach out. You you might be surprised on who, you know, uh reaches back and gives you some some game, as it were. Totally. Uh, yeah. But uh yeah, shout out to Sean. Wish him all the success in the world with this project. I think I think. It's always great in hip hop when you can be on the first wave of something. Totally. Um, there, there was a game. There's, there's been, I want to say one or two other games. Somebody sent me their game maybe two years ago. Oh, I forgot about that. We yeah, never, yeah, yeah. we never did a it thing. It was, it was not so much trivia based. It was almost kind of like a RPG, uh, hip hop type of game. And I'm just like, you, you would have to know a lot, a lot in order to play it. But interesting. I, I feel like um, gamification of things is a really great way to engage with people and so to see him be on the front end of this i think there's going to be a lot more and i'm just totally. i'm glad to see him on the front end of it with some real backing so you know what i mean it just doesn't get swallowed by some other larger entity puts out a corner totally. and, and of you it. know we we talk about this in the interview and i i talk about it with people offline all the time i'm like i want you to be doing this because yeah. you yeah. understand hip-hop in the way that i understand it and i think yeah. like it accounts for message board culture and like suburbanness and yep. um, not letting the canon only be defined by sales numbers and yep. uh, so-called conscious hip hop and how important a role that played and kind of like the influence of college radio, the influence of right. like barnstorming tours, the influence of open mics, the influence of the independent 12 inch movement and not just right. the general the biggest Except 12 artists uh, yeah you know most best selling it's like if uh, if another person does this game all the questions are about Eminem and that's fine that's a game yeah. 
but it's not yeah. the game I want to play or the game that represents the hip hop sensibility that I think is important. So absolutely. And uh, Sean is Sean is a carrier of that. He, he's from a particular place in time and, and kind of has a great outlook. So I'm both excited and afraid to play this game. Uh, when I originally posed this, like, let's play the game on air. I thought Dave would be with us. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> he's, he's taking some other things that would spread out um, some of the gaps in, in my trivia knowledge. But uh I pu- I pulled Let's a couple of questions for you, Damone. Okay. And I, I I pulled some hard ones. Like there, there were a, there were a ton of, of gimmies. Um, yeah. But let's let's just play there. I'm gonna ask the question. I'm gonna say A B C D. Okay. Just you can respond with the the letter or the the name of the thing. Okay. And it says right here on the card, upside down. Um, what it is? These are beautifully designed cards. They have a nice stocky stock or a glossy stock. And the art on them is really awesome. Oh, that's just, cool. So cool. I, I think this is oh, that's dope. tremendous. I love the way this came out. Okay. First question. What stage name did Big Punisher use before settling on Big Pun? A, Lyrical Assassin. B, Pun Slinger, my nickname. C, Puerto Rico Fleekdo. D, Big Moondog. Oh. I'm going to go with A. A. The answer is D. Big moon dog. Shut the fuck up. Like really? extremely large moon dog. Wow. Like the biggest moon dog like you've ever seen. Like the biggest dog. Yeah. That, that is so fat. I mean, given the time he came out, that would have been an amazing name. It would have been Just, a funny name. It's yeah, like for that time. aligning him more with like Fife Dog than with like. You know, so big like a, a moon dog. Is I, it like I agree black that, moon and fife dog? Like right. this is wild to me. Okay, totally. Um, okay. Lyrical assassin. I think it's. They. I asked Sean about this. I'm like, you kind of set little traps, right? It's like, yeah, you'd think someone who raps like that would call themselves the lyrical assassin. At, at that, at that period in time, at that yeah. period in time, shit like that was a rap name, and so. Totally. Uh, props to you, Katrowitz. Zero one for Demo. <laughs> Which of these monikers is not a nickname of Outcast Big Boy? So these are this is okay. not Big Boy's nickname. Okay. A. Cupid Valentino. B. Daddy Fat Sacks. C. Chico Dusty. D. Sir Luscious Leftfoot. Uh, it's Sir Luscious Leftfoot. Um, I'm gonna go with C. Uh, nope. It is A, Cupid Valentino. God damn it! My my only quibble with this is that I think one of his solo projects is called The Son of Chico Dusty. I don't know if he's Chico oh, Dusty he's that, if he or actually if he's the son, but okay. I'll, I will text Sean later. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, man. Over oh, two. In this this is this would be a lot easier if you could look at the cards, too. I'm, like, saying the thing's weird, and you have to, like, keep them all in your mind. But that's how it goes. All right. Next question. In the early stages of his career, rapper Redman was a live show DJ for an MC for this group. A. EPMD. B. Fushnikins. C. Leaders of the New School. D. Lords of the Underground. D. You are correct, sir. A. I thought that was a pretty hard one. I don't think that's a super well-known part of Redman. Uh, it, 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 but it's just it's the New Jersey thing. I didn't know that, but just yeah. like okay, New Jersey. Whew. Yes. All right. All right. All one, right. Couple one, more. One and two. Let's do two more. Okay. 
Rap group Cooley High counted this future breakout star as a member. A. Chance the Rapper. B. Rhapsody. C. Schoolboy Q. D. Anderson Pock. Fucking shit. Um. Um. B. Correct. Rhapsody hey. was part of Cooley High. So I'm gonna say the only reason that I know that is I watched that dreadfully boring um episode of that Netflix show about Rhapsody. Wonderful rapper, yeah, boring interview subject. So but, and it's yes. like uh that that was a North Carolina thing, Cooley High, right? Like that was their yes. college rap yes. group, I That's think. right. That's yeah. right. And she's right. super dope. Looking forward to uh, her new shit on Rhapsody. I can't wait for her new album. I thought her last two albums were brilliant. Um this is a fun one. And I know we've talked about this movie, and I know you've seen this movie a couple times. So last question. This okay. is the kind of fun you guys can have at home if you order hey. questions, hip-hop trivia. We um, won't come with it. You don't get <laughs> us, but you do get the questions. You live in San Jose and you want a battle? I mean, Maybe. Or we could set yeah. up a Zoom call. Um, yeah. Okay. Which of these artists is not portrayed in the NWA biopic Straight Outta Compton? Okay. But who's not in Straight Outta Compton? Not, not in it. Okay. A- Snoop Dogg, B, Chuck D, C, Warren G, D, Nate Dogg. Catruitz, you're an evil man. <laughs> this is a great, this is a very well-structured question because one would assume that Chuck D would be the outlier here and that it would be easily Chuck D, of course, was not depicted. But he might have been because that's like the era. Like there's probably some weird scene I'm not thinking of where it's just Chuck D. Snoop Dogg comes along a little bit later. Um, uh, he's played. He's oh, I mean, I don't want you to ruin this, but uh, he's played in the movie by Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, is that right? Yeah, which is it's a little bit before Lakeith got big. It was after Short Term Twelve, but before Atlanta. So it's like it's okay, funny seeing him now. If you watch it again, you'll be like, holy shit, it's Darius. Oh. Well, that's also a good casting because he, he definitely has that. He looks that like he has the lanky. Yeah, yeah he's lanky. Yeah. Exactly. Bastard. Um, <laughs> let's see. Sorry. My, my girlfriend will leave me and most of our girlfriends would if Key Stansfield walked in the room. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Which one was Warren G? Uh, C is Warren G and D is Nate Dogg. I'm going to go with D. You're right. It's hey! Nate Dogg, which is kind of surprising. I think it's just a little too late in the game, and you would think Nate Dogg would be in the background of a scene somewhere, but according to this, he's not. I, I don't. I don't understand where Warren G comes up either, but I just assumed as Doctor Dre's half brother, he would. Yeah, have I think. I think. I think it's that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Chuck D. There is a scene where Ice Cube is uh, kind of going out to do America's Most Wanted. Oh, who plays Chuck D? I don't remember. Yeah. Is it Bokeem Woodbine? Because if it's <laughs> Bokeem Woodbine, that would be amazing. I hope it is. I'm going to go relook and see. Yeah, totally. Um, but let the, on that. let the record reflect that Damone took the five-game series. 3-2. 3-2. Three two. Three two. Two. Well there played, my friend. We'll, uh, sometime when Dave is around, maybe we'll go to the bar and I'll just bring this with me. and we can Yeah, we should. Together. Random I wanted questions. I, I wanted to ask Sean had he considered um, a drinking game <laughs> that that comes out of this. Um, I think he's a teetotaler too. So I'll, how I'll, would you re? How would you re? Uh, retool to uh, include drinking 
I think I think it could be done, and I feel like uh, it's basically you have to get you you either drink for being right or drink for being drink wrong. For being so wrong. based on how good you are at trivia, you have to decide which one you want to do, right? How shit faced you want to be in which direction? But um, yeah, shout yeah, out. No, there's to- a it comes with an instruction booklet, and there's a couple of different like ways to gamify the cards and like oh, okay. Uh, there's like there's like suggested ways for if you have this many people if you have that many okay it's 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 a it's a really cool set you guys should all buy one definitely and by the time you're hearing this it will be out on the streets um and and what i love about it kind of to your earlier point is that like sean's actually a real person like this isn't (laughs) you know what i mean this isn't some yeah scheme from somebody who got an mba and is trying to make a a, a buck off of the culture um he is of it and in it and we we wish him the best all the success uh i'm obviously dominating at the game so uh, come see me now uh but yeah we we appreciate you guys rocking with us on this episode of course you can hit us up at dad bod rap pod on twitter at dad bod rap pod on instagram the best way to connect with us nate is where patreon aka the page um that is our community of music nerds and enthusiasts and a couple of Damone's co-workers who are just really nice <laughs> and uh yeah that's where we're talking about music we have bonus segments playlists radio shows co- discussion um the patreon hears about pretty much everything we do first first yeah um they always know who the guests are that's coming up we at very occasionally we will ask them to submit questions or ideas they get to participate in the end of year uh ranking of the year process and just uh it's just like an awesome place to hang out it's kind of like a troll free uh music discussion zone yeah Um, yeah yeah, that's the patreon situation five bucks a month 51 dollars a year you can pay more if you want yeah, that's, you don't have to. You can't. That, nev- that never hurts. Yeah, uh, and just know every it. time we do this, it kills me a little. I hate asking people for money, but running the Patreon is really fun. Everyone is super cool, super supportive. Um, and, you know, there's, I, I like to think that there are fringe benefits beyond hearing about guests two days before everyone else. I think there's like connections being made. And if you guys yeah. need something from us or you want something from us, that's a really good way. Um, to get it in front of us and have us take it a little bit more seriously and I this is an unformed thought but I have been thinking about this recently because I kind of cleared my email inboxes um, at the beginning of the year and I'm like Mm -hmm. it's so weird how a PR email is like the way that I'm least likely to enjoy a piece of music being absolutely isn't it weird yeah we should talk about this sometime like I, I, I have a lot of respect for the PR professionals in our inbox i appreciate what you guys do i have thought about dabbling in it myself it is so hard to get excited about something because they can't like every everyone tells you every album is amazing yeah and it's not every album is amazing and not every album is amazing and also it's kind of like that's your job right like you were hired to push a thing i'll say this and we won't we won't belabor it I think a skillful PR person, and there are some that that find our inbox, understand what our aesthetic is. Well, that's a um, part of it. Yeah, and and recommend us things that would be within our lane. What I can't stand, and we get a lot more of this now as we gradually level up, is like country singer 
Amanda something is blowing up. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is this doing for us? Like, yep. what made you think? And what I love is that some of those even will be like, hey, Nate. So they did some research, yeah. but not enough to know that we are not fucking with uh, Nashville's next superstar. <laughs> um, and it, so it's just I, I'm sometimes I'm just baffled at the how wide a net some of these PR motherfuckers cast. But yes. there's some there's some cool cats that are show up regularly, ask respectfully, um, do not bombard us. It's like, hey, did you hear that? Did you hear the thing? It's like if we hear it and we like it, we'll let you know. It, yeah. You know, we'll we'll call you. Don't it's call just us. weird because like it, at one time in my life it would literally have been a dream for people to send me all this cool music but first before anyone gets to hear it. And then almost every music writing or whatever person i know is like just bombarded by it constantly and considers it to be basically a burden and well i think the the is too wide is like now one one of 40 yeah something like that and i used to not even fuck with it at all except that i realized it's a good source of music beds for the uh for the podcast <laughs> sometimes so i do go i surf it a little bit more intently but yeah the, the spigot is too wide in the days when somebody had to mail you something um in those PR days, not as many people were making music. It's very easy to make music. Rap has a very low bar. Um, and honestly, there's a lot of um, decent cats. There's just a lot of, like, I listen to things and I go, this is not bad. This is just decent and I will never listen to it again. Yep. But it's just, it's decent. Like, there's just a lot of guys who are, like, pretty good and they're trying to get their shit heard. So we try, y'all. Um, but, you know. Just also know that that like it can be soul sucking if if you're too <laughs> you're too pushy about it. That's all. Um, but, but anyway, join, join the Patreon. <laughs> exactly, join the Patreon, and then we have to entertain it because you pay. Like I have to be like, okay, you know what, Nate? I, I was gonna ask you about this. At some point, when when the community is robust enough, would you do like a Nate listens? Like, hey. I'll send it, you know, you're yeah, gonna, yeah. you can send Nate your record and then Nate will be like. Yeah, I, I kind of do already. I don't do it as a segment or anything, but if, if you know, uh, if someone we know sends something, uh, it's different. So you have to specifically ask for feedback. And yeah, sometimes yeah, I'll do, say. well, I've talked about this on the show before. I'll send another one. I'll be like, do you really want feedback? Because yeah. like, you might not like what you hear. Like we can yeah. remain internet. Broskies. Broskies. Yeah. Or you can hear what I really think. And there usually it's an either or because I hate almost everything. And I try to keep it positive on the show. But in my personal listening, I guard my time very closely. And yep. I like basically nothing. It's like everything I like, you guys hear about. And that doesn't count for everything I heard that I didn't like. Um, right. there, there's a thing of what you're talking about of things being okay. And we've, we've talked about this a ton. And we talk about it more off air. There should be space to talk about things that are okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not definitely. everything is going to be the best thing you've ever heard, and not everything's going to be dog shit where it's fun to talk about and kind of tear it down. Like, there's there's a most comp- things competency I think. that most people achieve with hip hop if they've made any kind of name for themselves. If anyone besides their homies know them, they can probably rap a little or put together sure. some beats that are okay. And like being sure. okay is fine. Being okay is kind of impressive in this world because most people suck. But it's just it's just so hard to tell someone their shit they worked on for so many years is okay. Yeah. And as an artist, I totally get it. And I think um, a critical step that you can take as an artist is learn how to receive and process feedback. Yeah. Uh, so I was hanging with the bros uh, 
Alan and uh, David Ma the other day, and I was kind of kicking this idea I had uh, for my next record, and they kind of tore it apart. And I'm like, a younger me would be so pissed right now. But I was like, okay, that I see. Thank you. Thank you for that, for that perspective. Most people won't give it to you. Most people will just be like, oh, that's cool, bro. I'm super mad that you let someone else pick your idea apart before me, but go on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have to be a certain level of drunk in order to uh, receive. Yes, this is why I never get to be part of these conversations. Nobody wants to email me an idea at 930 on a Monday. That's when I'm ready to receive them. Uh, but we're ready to receive your Patreon subscription at any go. time. Uh, so definitely fuck with us there. Patreon.com slash dad pod rap pod. And you know what it is. We do this every Thursday and there's a very, very good chance we'll be back next week. So tune in and find out dad bod rap pod.